0: Welcome back, listener, once again to another episode of the Coco and Daltz podcast. Oh, yeah, I love the music. And you know what other music I like? I like the music on The Mandalorian. Oh, by the way, I'm not Coco.
1: And I'm not Daltz.
0: And we're real people, and we do real reviews. What are we doing today in this episode of the podcast, Coco?
1: Well, in case it wasn't completely obvious, we're reviewing The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 4, chapter 12 the siege what i know so in this week's brand new episode which just dropped today if you're listening to this in real time which you should be Mm -hmm. mando and baby yoda are on their way to a distant planet to reunite baby yoda with the jedi but unfortunately mando's ship is in very bad shape it is a space (laughs) hoopty so they have to stop off at the planet of navarro To see Carl Weathers and Gina Carano, who put in their first appearance since season one, which Daltz is extremely happy about. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Grief Karga and Cara Dune uh, get Mando's ship fixed. But while they're waiting on the fixes to happen, just like the past three episodes, there's (laughs) one more thing that Mando has to help them do before he can leave. They have to go blow up an Imperial base uh that's on the planet of navarro it they believe it's abandoned but it turns out it's not just some old military installation it's actually a lab Ooh. and they and not a dog no they scarcely managed to escape uh but it is then revealed to mando and friends that moff gideon also known as Giancarlo Esposito, oh yeah, the baddie from the last episode or two of season one. He survived his TIE fighter crash. What? Stunner. And has nefarious things planned going forward. Wow. So Mando and Baby Yoda are now en route to reunite Baby Yoda with the Jedi. The end.
0: So this is episode four of the season? Yes. So the last three episodes were exactly the same. (laughs) Mando and, and, and Baby Yoda glide into town. They need somebody's help. Somebody will help them in exchange for a certain favor. All you have to do is help us do this one thing and then we'll give you more information or then you can go on your way. And it's exactly the same thing as what's happening in the previous three episodes. And that's what happened in this new episode suit. So I'm getting a little frustrated with the Mandalorian trotting out the same story over and over again. (laughs) This is
1: like the third week in a row that you've said that. I, yes,
0: exactly. So like maybe somebody should pay attention and change it up a little bit. Um, I know they're all in the can listener. Yes. Um, I uh, was very happy to see Gina Carano and Carl Weathers back in action I was very happy that they were the the, actually Mando and and the kid disappeared for a time and it was just a fish face uh Gina Carano and Carl Weathers mostly trying to knock down the, yet again, another tractor beam. If we only just go onto this one tractor beam and knock it out. And oh, by the way, it's perilous and it's up way high and there's something down low that you don't want to fall into.
1: And there's no guardrails. And there's
0: no guardrails. It's like, you think by now they wouldn't know, like... Safety, like the Union would have stepped in.
1: Right. The Stormtrooper Union. The Stormtrooper
0: Union would have stepped in and said, okay, you know, if you're going to do the tractor beam, it's got to have guardrails and they got to be more than waist height so that you, you know, you don't topple over.
1: I don't think there's any such thing as Imperial OSHA.
0: Like, <laughs> The stormtrooper union is pretty bad. It's got to be the worst union ever. Like I was saying to Coco during the, the as we were watching this, is that, oh, by the way, the, the stormtroopers are all dressed in white, and yet they fight in the darkest areas. So they make themselves so easy to shoot. It's like, oh, where are the stormtroopers? Well, right over there. Look at them all, all in their white clothing in that cave. <laughs> so uh, I was, uh, I think that this episode could have been the first episode because when they did the recap, before this episode, they skipped all the other episodes. They skipped mm-hmm. all three episodes and they went back to when the last time was we saw it, uh, Carl Weathers and Gina Carano and uh, they only there was only the one last scene of the recap where the space hoopty was flying and that was the <laughs> only thing that we needed to know about the previous three episodes. So, uh, they got to pick it up. Like this is this is really kind of disappointing. I think the last season was good. I liked the last season. I was pleasantly surprised. This season has got nothing to me. So far, I'm not encouraged at all. It's offering wow. me nothing.
1: Wow. What What do you
0: say, Coco? Because you're a big fan of this uh, franchise.
1: So this is definitely the best episode by far yeah. of this season. I agree with you, though. I think that they could have started this season either with last week or this week. Um, I like la- starting with last week just because... He was pointed in the direction of the planet he needs to go to for the Jedi, and I don't think if they had started this week, Carl Weathers and Gina Carano's characters necessarily would have had that information, Right, although they could have found it. Some other way, but that is neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I think we could have cut out the first two episodes. We could have started with last week or this week. It's great to see Carl Weathers and Gina Carano back. Um, mm-hmm. Their characters really added a lot to last season. So, as soon as Mando said to Baby Yoda, I think we need to stop off on Navarro, I was like punching dolts on the sofa because I was <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to get your wish because he's been saying for the past three weeks, like, I wish Grief and Carl would come back. Right. So, yeah, I liked it. It, it was... Slightly disappointing that the plot was the exact same plot that we've seen for (laughs) the previous three episodes. It's not just me then. Right. It's very noticeable that it's, especially when you're pointing it out (laughs) every week, it's very noticeable that the plot is the exact same. But once again, like I said last week, I feel like this plot was in furtherance of the overall season storyline, Um, bringing back in more Imperial stuff. You've got Moff Gideon returning. There was also in the Imperial lab that they blew up. um, Like I said, they thought it was a military installation, but it turns out it's a lab. And apparently when Baby Yoda was the target of uh, season one, bringing him to Werner Herzog, he was wanted by the Empire because of his magic Methuselah-like blood that they were (laughs) going to try to pump into the subjects that are in the lab, who I guess are in some kind of... They're not frozen in carbonite, but it's like Luke in Empire, uh, when he gets uh, beaten up by the Snow Beast, or I can't remember the name of it right yeah, off the top of my head, yeah. and he's in like that big water tube, mm-hmm. and st- <laughs> and I know that you know I have completely destroyed any of my cred as like a Star Wars fan <laughs> by completely forgetting the names of those things right off the top of my head, but it looked people like, know what you're talking about, right? But it looked like that, so they weren't frozen in carbonite; they were still. Alive just in some kind of like suspension and a suspended animation. And so they needed Baby Yoda's blood to reanimate those people, mm-hmm. I guess. So we did have some kind of clue provided as to why Baby Yoda was in such hot demand by Werner Herzog. So. And also
0: that was intriguing. So that is something that wants me or or pushes me to want to watch the next episode. Mm-hmm. is because there's, oh, what's <laughs> going on here? Because well, there's a little bit of mystery and unsolved stuff going on.
1: And also... You know I'm going to watch it. So you're like, all right, fine. I well, guess I want to be I'll, interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
0: want to be interested. And the next one is like, I don't want to be sitting here going, okay, what next favor are we going to be Like, what crowd are we going to run into? And they're going to say, okay, we'll help you find the Jedi. All you have to do is fill out this crossword puzzle. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then we'll move on to the next stage. Like, just, just give me a break with this stuff. Like, now I have a thread that I can attach myself to that might go through the rest of the series. So mm-hmm. maybe
1: hopefully. Yeah. And there was also once again, more baby Yoda doing cute stuff, making cute noises right. and stealing space macaroons from <laughs> like a little girl. He was sitting next to in a classroom when Mando and grief, Karga and Cara Dune were off blowing up the space installation. They had to do something with baby Yoda cause he couldn't go with them. So yeah. they put him in a uh, classroom being taught by a C3PO like droid and, Baby Yoda stole the space macaroons from the girl sitting next to him, who did not want to share. So they were
0: like, so what? What's the equivalent to the Navarro uh, Girl Scouts? I guess right. They looked like Girl Scout macaroons, but they were blue.
1: Yeah, and then of course later during a Razor Crest gunfight, <laughs> Baby Yoda threw up the blue macaroons right. like all over himself. But you knew that was coming. So
0: and you know that's got to be hard to get out of the fabric because those bright colors right they're hard to to stain stick right um and and just while we're talking about that class i want to point out something too is that i'm not sure about the equality or the diversity of the star wars universe because all those kids in the classroom were human right so there weren't any other like space alien or fish face guys or guys that looked like uh, an octopus or anything like that it was just all all human kids yeah So I was a little bit disappointed in Disney being a big pusher in diversity. I was (laughs) disappointed that they weren't more diverse in that classroom.
1: I wonder if that's because a little kid like that is probably not going to be able to sit through all the makeup required to be a fish face. And they were just like, all right, here, just put on these like vaguely tribal outfits (laughs) that are muted colors and try to sit still.
0: Well, I've got three letters for that solution. CGI. Oh, that's true. Just put in a, like, I mean, they were able to get baby yoda in there
1: right well baby Yoda's a puppet though
0: yeah so that's what i'm saying like you oh, cgi okay. or a puppet or you know yeah.
1: okay. or like
0: a dog and just get a dog to sit there and, and pretend to talk or something like that
1: i will also say i enjoy that like the first uh episode or two animals were not animal rights weren't having a good time in <laughs> the mandalorian but now it seems like the last couple episodes the animals are getting a little bit more like there was like a ferret type thing that in the very first uh, scene, they were going to cut its head off and eat like some baddies on Navarro, but yeah. the ferret thing got spared by Cara Dune coming in to kick some ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so after especially the very first episode, I was really pissed off about the Banthas right. just being sacrificed to the crate Dragon. But now it seems like maybe we're going away from... The animal kingdom is just here to service humans and their nefarious deeds, and maybe a little more care is being taken. So, thank you, John Favreau. I appreciate that. Also, worth mentioning, Carl Weathers directed this episode. Yes, and it, it definitely felt like it had like a little more of like a gunslinger kind yes. of attitude. At least, at least, Grief Carga did. Like it seemed like Carl Weathers was enjoying being on screen. So.
0: It was a good pace too, and yeah. I, I imagine it's one of those deals. Like I said to you, Coco is like. Uh, Carl Weathers is. you want me to be in it? I'm going to run it. (laughs) Right, totally. (laughs) Apollo Creed stepping up. (laughs)
1: Right. Apollo Creed doesn't just come out of retirement for anybody. Exactly.
0: This is on my terms, my friend. (laughs) There's not going to be any egg eating in this one. (laughs) Right, totally. (laughs) Um, The other thing I wanted to mention, too, you mentioned the off the top of where the uh, bad guys were coming in and Gina Carano saves the day. The bad guys always look like bad guys in Star Wars, Right. right? Like they're not... You never see the Ewok type guys with, no. uh, with you know, shooting the good guys. It's always the guys that look like their faces are half Testicle. genitalia or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Totally, <laughs> it's, a, it's like the, that's the giveaway. The yeah. giveaway of the, it's a bad guy or a good guy and they're sitting in the cantina again. Uh-huh. Um, that would be
1: hilarious if the Ewoks came in and just started like mowing laying everybody siege down. to the place. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, the Ewoks were going to eat Luke and, and Han in a... Uh, Return of the Jedi and it was only when C-3PO convinced them that he was a god and could lay waste to them that they (laughs) released Luke and Han so the Ewoks do have like some bad bones in their bodies right
0: yeah I guess that's true you're, Ewoks.
1: Like, you're like, this is more thought than I've ever given to the Ewoks. Like, Daltz hates the Ewoks. Spoiler I'm not word.
0: a fan of Ewoks. Let's just put it that way Return Angry the, Teddy Bears.
1: Return of the Jedi came out when I was like seven years old. Well, so yeah. I was a fan of the Ewoks. But
0: see, that's perfect for mm. that. But whereas I was not seven years old when it came out. And I was, I think I had washed my hands of the whole franchise by then. I was drinking in bars.
1: You were like 35 and divorced yeah. at that point. <laughs>
0: I was a grizzled old man by then.
1: (laughs) You were getting into bar (laughs) fights. Right, exactly.
0: I didn't have Star Wars on my mind (laughs) at that time. So, Coco, uh, what's your rating on this fine uh, episode?
1: This is definitely the best episode of the season so far, Mm -hmm. which, like I said last week, is not really... A compliment, but we're we're still going in the right direction. Yeah. I enjoyed this one the most by far. I'd probably give it like a B plus to A minus range for sure.
0: Yeah, I'd give it probably one and a quarter uh, blue cookies up because I thought it was I thought it was the best one like you said of the season so far Mm -hmm. and I'm I could watch Gina Carano and Carl Weathers all day long so me too um, so I was really happy to see them come back I'm still not feeling the whole baby Yoda thing but I know I'm in the minority
1: yeah
0: Um, (laughs) yeah the vast minority (laughs) Uh, but there was action. It kept me in interested. It was 40 minutes long. Right. It was it zipped by pretty fast. So I, I'd recommend it. And I would say, too, listener, that there's no shame in starting here for right. the new season. If you're, like, backlogged and you've been, you know, doing your Christmas shopping or I don't know, right. what do people do anymore? But um, if you've been busy... Mm -hmm. and you haven't had time, this is probably a good place. Like Coco said, last week, or my vote would be probably this week, you could jump in on the season, and then I think that from here on, we'll see a bit more of a traditional thread.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I hope that the rest of this season, of which half is left now, we've plowed through half, I hope the rest of this season is in service to... The baby Yoda meeting up with the Jedi Mm storyline and also the what does Moff Gideon have planned storyline. Like I hope those two things like dominate the rest of the season because I don't want to go back to more like crate dragon destroy BS, you know, like, oh.
0: Well, and we need a villain, right? And Giancarlo Esposito is definitely a villain. He's good at being a villain.
1: Yeah, like I said to Dalton, I'm like when he shows up, nothing good ever happens.
0: Right, and it looks like they've got a plot that they're formulating, so I mean... It almost looks like to me that it was, are we going to do five episodes? Or are we going to do seven? Are we going to do, oh, oh? let's do six or let's, you know, and then add a bunch at the beginning. Almost <laughs> like padding to get to the main story where we are now. Like I'm hoping that as we go forward, there are no more, like you said, singular episodes that you could just watch at any time and, mm-hmm. and not have to worry about the sequence or anything like that.
1: Because last season they did it in the middle of the season. You know, the the two filler episodes from last season were right in the middle. Mm-hmm. So you had like three episodes of storyline that you were invested in and then a couple like standalone space adventure of the week episodes mm-hmm. and then the final three episodes were one storyline. So
0: Is that the episode where Chandler goes to the hospital and and remembers back all his friends are around the hospital hospital bed and remember back to when he was funny? Yes. Right
1: exactly like that right so this season unfortunately they just put the filler episodes at the beginning which is not a good way to start a season but we're still (laughs) here we're still watching for you because we know that every week you look forward to our podcast to be told whether you should actually watch or not
0: it's true we love you listener thank you for joining us uh so we're gonna wrap it up i guess at this point so thanks for uh joining us listener for another episode of the coco and dolls podcast i'm not coco
1: and i'm not dolls